In times like these, being a citizen is a big job. Thank you for joining us to celebrate the virtues of self-rule and debate the state of our republic. Welcome to the Citizen's Prerogative Podcast. This is the voice of your nerdy host, Michael Piscatelli, and we are blessed with a co-host whose passion for our republic precedes him everywhere he goes, Raymond Wong Jr. Thank you, thank you. I, I voted, not, not today or anything, it's not general, but I voted in my life. This is episode number 47. We are still in season three. And today we're going to be talking a little bit about or all about making sure we can keep our vote. So today's going to be a bit of a diatribe. Hang in there. We've got calls to action. And we're going to get right into it. The misinformation campaigns have people confused by design. Um, And this is an age old activity. I think anybody who's listened to a few of our episodes knows we like to call out uh, repetitions from the past, goodies, oldies, and goodies not necessarily in a good sense, but that they worked for whatever nefarious purposes people had used them for. Um, So right now, the misinformation campaigns are all over the place. We have a whole media ecosystem filled with them. And everything's held hostage by money from the rich feeding into a two-party monopoly that has eroded any sense of confidence in our institutions. So it's going to be very interesting to see how smoothly, how rocky or bumpy the road will be on our upcoming elections. I really feel for my fellow Americans because... These misinformation campaigns are coming from two beasts that are trying to perpetuate and sustain themselves, which are the parties. And they're as old as the Constitution. They're as old as the founding fathers themselves. And it's only because they couldn't rise above argument and and disagreement. Well, you had slavery still part of the American system. So, of course, and that's where the fracture starts. And it's just so old. People don't want it admit that the party system itself is actually against us. Yeah, we're really seeing the really bad effects of that coming to bear on the way things are grinding to a halt and starting to uh, fall apart from a, a faith perspective, right? Having any faith that we can execute this system. And it's because the parties are, are, doing their damnedest to kind of tear us apart they want to they want to be the parent the favorite parent (laughs) almost at any cost oh goodness um so in any case here we are and now even at the state level i mean forget about the federal government for a minute we've got 50 states and each one of them has their own government full of people representatives and um there's all too many state legislators right now and again, this is the pendulum swinging. It's not like it's unprecedented in our history to have authoritarian states. We, we've had those <laughs> in our past. Many of them started that way. Um, and many of them are going back to those roots. Um, these legislators are willing, ready, and able to take our votes back from our control. More like things used to be and submit their own ballots on our behalves as our representatives especially when it comes to elected federal positions. Uh, 
we didn't always have direct election of federal positions. We can lose our liberty and our vote in this space. It's been far worse in the past, which makes for a very uncomfortable set of precedences. Think about intention of of our system, right? How it was built, where we came from. And, And I will admit the American populace at one time was largely illiterate. Um, maybe highly susceptible to, I mean, you look how susceptible people are to misinformation now. Imagine how bad it must have been during the early days of the Republic. So I believe that the way the Republic is set up had intentions, it's rooted in good. But as you educate your population and they become astute, they can start to take greater leadership and ownership of their own destiny. And here's what I see happening is that they say, well, you know, we can't take away their rights because it's submitted in a constitution. But if we degrade the education, right, the problem is the education. We've got to kill the education and then the people will stop taking rights. Yeah. Anyway, digress. We just recently in January, we pass a day of service in the name of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, it was just last month we're recording in February and in February right now we're in black history month. Um, So we want to make sure that we're, we're paying homage in this sense, especially because the vote, you know, was been so hard, 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 hard to win. It's been a long fight. The arc of history bends towards justice, but boy, Is it long, hundreds of years, and still in the making? It's still in the bending. It's still arcing towards justice. We're not there yet. We want to give thanks to a human whose vision and yearning for equality echoes through to now. And it's not just Martin Luther King Jr., but what he embodied, the the people who came before him, the ideas, the spirit, the, the actual kernel of the promise embedded in our constitution for for everyone for liberty and justice for all i think it's beautiful that we're talking about voting rights uh, during black history month and i hope that there's a huge shift from just doing black culture to also doing the rights and the hard fought wins that have happened in our history. And I'm speaking from a person who comes from the corporate world. We've we've celebrated Black History Month for ages, but at no moment did voting rights cross my desk. Uh, that would have stopped. I would have come to that event. Um, I know myself. So something was missing. And I think it's all about mindfulness. And it's upon all of us to recognize that these days are given to us for a reason, for, 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 to celebrate, right? We get all these, we get holidays now, but they're also meant to be for reflection. So I'm hoping to find a balance myself and for others that we share a bit more of the history and we understand about what these hard fought movements were, because I feel like we've all become distracted. We've become distracted with hundred, you know, I'm sorry, thousand dollar purses and thousand dollar suits. These things have caused us to forget that the most important thing is not the cloth or the material or the animal that had to die for that. It's what's really important is that your right to vote has to be essential to everything you do when you wake up. I think it's part of like your, your full balanced meal. You know, whenever I saw those commercials, part of a daily balanced 
voting, securing your voter voting right is almost a daily discipline, I feel. I totally agree. I mean, there, there, I was going to say there are very few places on earth. This is the only place on earth where it counts according to the laws of our land, <laughs> um, according to our constitution. So it's, it's pretty precious. And honestly, we're fortunate, lucky, and we should be grateful. We're entrusted with it. Uh, in the words of Martin Luther King Jr., the time is always right to do what is right. And he also reminded us that darkness cannot drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Hate cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. And right now, one of the things that's happening is hate is being driven us, driven between all of us as a wedge, fear as a wedge. And between us and our votes, <laughs> um, the same wedges. And part of securing our rights is not just what we do as individuals, it's what we do together, which is so important. So with those and all the other thoughts in mind that we've been streaming through to you and at the beginning of this episode, it's easy to see how we're staged for some very unsettling changes. Um, not just staged, I think. At the time I wrote this, maybe it was staged. <laughs> By now it's happening. Um, there's some unsettling changes we, tell, we can tell are going to happen. And some ground from the perspective of liberty and freedom that we're, we, the majority of us, may potentially lose, at least in the short term. We need to lean in on his wisdom, Martin Luther King Jr. and others, as we weather the storms against civil rights ahead. Couple those figurative squalls with the unprecedented changes that our food sources, our habitats, our lives are about to experience in the physical world. Viruses are just the beginning of the coming plague of infectious fallacies. It's not just our bodies we have to protect, but also our minds. And the time is now for us to take action on that front and be mindful on these things. We need to be cautious of hate and fear and the things that drive us apart. It's very important for us to come together collectively under the spirit of our constitution, among all the other things that are intended for the common good. Liberty and justice for all. If at all possible, I would really see if uh, we can get a way for Citizen Do Good to have us uh, stream uh, the, the speech that was given by Martin Luther King um, traveling through the metaverse, which is a whole nother episode. Um, traveling through the metaverse, I stumbled across a replica of the speech, the, the building and the speech, and I, I did not think you could get the speech easily. It's kind of hard to come by. Um, and the pain in his voice as he spoke about, it's been a hundred years and a hundred years, we still are fighting for the right to exist, fighting for that right. And, and hearing in his own words, talk about a hundred years. And I've just had the epiphany during our recording today that we're about to hit a hundred years later. It's right around the corner. 
from that pain. And I would like to start bringing to the conversation, Michael, and if we, we can do it, you know, let's do it. It's we're about to hit 100 years from what he said that long ago. Has anything changed from those comments? And as I stood in tears in this replica in the metaverse, nothing has changed from what he said. So this is for all of us. This is an issue for all Americans. Thank you for that, Ray. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's figure out figure out how to make that happen. Do some kind of live maneuver. Time for a message from our sponsor, Citizen Do Good. Fulfilling a dream where all possess an intrinsic love for self-rule that is reciprocated with free speech and equal justice under the law, Citizen Do Good values the promise within the Constitution, subsequent amendments, and the original founding documents. Taken together, they form a framework and an operating manual for our republic that provides us with the means to change with the times. The time is now to deeply re-examine ourselves and our implementation of governance for the dawning of a new day. We are a proud sponsor of the Citizens Prerogative Podcast, a major partner in spreading the good word about civic love and the power of change for us all. At Citizen Do Good, we want to empower all citizens to participate in their republic in a reconstructive way. With that goal in mind, we need your help to stay on mission and grow this community. Please rate the podcast with five stars on iTunes through the app on the web or on your device. If you don't feel like you can give us five stars, let us know why on our sponsor's Facebook page, Citizen Do Good. Also, make sure you join our newsletter at citizendogood.com. You'll get updates every couple of months on all of our antics, not just the podcast. Feel free to share any suggestions you have directly through the Contact Us page. Thanks for your support. There's so many people who are focused on their rights. There's so many people who are confused about what is their right. And yet the most important right, they don't understand. They don't work hard to protect it. The right to vote, anytime someone is changing it without your direct input as an individual, why wouldn't you be upset? And I am, I am completely, it, it makes me confused why most individuals don't understand why ro- ro- voting legislation is so important and why it does matter what your sl- state legislature is doing. So um, this is, a, I think it's a very timely episode and it, it's unfortunate because what we've seen from the current political climate, which now includes the court system, we're not going to see very much justice for all this season are we no it's interesting everything's at risk <laughs> we've uh yeah worked our allowed the system to get worked kind of into a corner so it'll be it's going to be interesting it'll be interesting with that um let's talk a little bit about what we shall remain mindful of um so we just have some bullets here about Again, trying to stay a little bit more strategic, taking a step back, but there's some telltale signs, you know, when you should be skeptical of certain things and whatnot. Um, And so we want to run down just some of them here as a bullet list. So first item we have up on the offering is for people to be skeptical of the rise of any daddy knows best or mama knows best, I suppose, totalitarianism. 
through one party rule or any form of king making or queen making, right? Uh, these are playbooks that we've seen in China and Russia and many other states like South America. Um, in some cases, they've, you know, they've got uh, dictators uh, propped up by sham elections. So these are places that pretend to be a republic or look democratic or, or something like that because they put it on the outside of their wardrobe, but it hides all the ugly scars under their clothes that they say don't exist. Um, and it's, it's painful because you can look like a republic, <laughs> but you may not smell or act like it, and you still call yourself a republic. And it's a risk that we face. I mean, all republics face, right? Because they're supposed to be reflective of their people, but when they become manipulated and commandeered, then it just becomes a totalitarian state just like any other. I think the big problem is that that becomes rife for conspiracy theories. That's why we're there is because all of these pseudo daddy knows best run through party. I, I mean, you see it throughout our system in America. There's just a good old boys system legacy, uh, the, the university system that we've discussed on previous episodes uh, and, and Hollywood itself. Look at any star that's in Hollywood right now, and you can find a lineage back into old Hollywood. And that's problematic. That's why Hollywood has good messaging, but bad roots. <laughs> wow, that's great. You just you just ran the field there. That was good. And it's it's and if we had more time, I'm sure we could keep running the field across industries, <laughs> finding all the rot. Oh goodness. But you know, again, back to being mindful, the extreme on the right wing in America, I'm going to call that out. Um, but I don't want to demagogue anyone in particular. You, you could wear whatever hat or no hat at all, and you can still be extreme, especially if you're looking to return a republic to some of its worst roots. Okay, this tree has got some parts we've left in the past for a reason. Unfortunately, we didn't bring the stories forward to remind us, um, but we have to be careful we have to be careful of elitist minority rule. Um, and it's interesting because some group of people are trying to come to power as a minority complaining about minority rule. So this is that's a part of the misinformation campaign. Um, so keep an eye out for only I can fix it mentality or all that demagoguery. You know, it really should be about ideas. Uh, we know that that stuff, those concepts are in opposition to the plurality among us who are vying for a better way forward, uh, equal representation, equal taxation or fair taxation, and a fair shot at fulfilling our purpose. I mean, it's pretty basic what most people really want at their core, but there's a lot of people who are in it for other reasons. Going to jump on to my typical tenant here, and something I believe that we do very well in our organization is that um, we follow rules. Most of the American people, the large majority of us follow rules. We take our ethics training, we complete it annually, and we follow those rules all the time. But why is it that at a certain level, they don't? At the next level, the politicians, I mean, we even have rules that we know about that we're not supposed to give gifts to politicians. But there's a different set of rules when you reach a certain amount of wealth, because what happens some of our citizens have just too much money that they know what to do with, 
and they start to use it to pull levers and either a take away the levers so it's boring to have that kind of money or or b you know structure it different we're not saying that you can't we're, we're total capitalists here but there is a fairness issue at stake here right we're really dealing with people having money that can weigh down a lever your money should do nothing you should throw as much money at the lever as you can and it's oddly not moved by you that's an effective democracy to me yeah yeah it's a good point money and speech should not be equated a human can literally only provide so much speech but some humans can provide apparently almost limitless amount of money so that in and of itself is ridiculous and a foundation of of rot in the system campaign finance um speaking of fairness and fairness in the system you know, I think taking a step back and using the term fairness is really important because it impacts our daily lives in all kinds of ways, from small details to grand details or things you don't even notice, right? And it's really bad because without without caring for fairness, there's no way to have trust in institutions. Generally, you know, there's some relationship there between fairness and trust, right? If you if you feel like you have enough, you feel like you're taken care of, then you trust in your institutions one way or another. A lot of dictators do it by just giving people money or subsidizing fuel or things like that. We don't do that in America. Um, we we want to have more transparency and less manipulation. <laughs> At least that's what we say we want, uh, not necessarily the system we live in. So in any case, fairness is important. We need to care for it. And we've seen it work well on many occasions. And there are other systems around the world that provide us with more examples to borrow from. Not that we have to implement them exactly, but we can learn from them and do our own thing. Um, the system we have today, you know, it's still powered by the gyrations between the greedy who can still get rich, uh, relatively speaking, and the poor who can still spend and, and be above poverty and pursuit of happily, happiness. Um, no homelessness, ignorance, sickness, or hunger need apply in the process of lifting oneself by their own bootstraps. Like those are side effects of the system we've designed and implemented today. It's not fair. Well, fairness, and and I and I do go back to this often, is that the systems originated from a large agrarian system. It's evolved from feudalism. And there is no way to turn on a button, right? There was no way for the feudal lords. There was no way for the founding fathers. There was no way for the Reagans to flip a switch and say, voila, here's the new economy. Computers exist. People are typing in their bedrooms and generating productivity for the GDP. Like there, there was nobody knew this was going to happen. But it's it, it, what, what, what I can't understand is that what this equals is freedom, this new digitized economy, this new world equals freedom for everyone. Everyone is no longer bound by the smoky office building and their politics and their and their city. You don't have to be locked down. Freedom is more attainable, but it seems like everybody just wants to keep it away from you. Uh, right now is the time to, to create laws or rules to kind of lock you in. And the only power you actually have outside of the corporate boardroom is the vote. And again, everyone's not paying attention to it. So I'll get off that. I promise. I won't mention the vote one more time unless it's in the script. <laughs> no, no, that's, 
that's the perfect way to bring it back to the whole topic that we're talking about. Cause you know, we're slipping around, we're slipping and dancing all over the floor here, right. From economics to everything else, to freedom, to being mindful of authoritarianism, but that is the vote. I mean, people, you know, we want to just think it's filling in a punch hole in a ballot and putting it in a box, but that's just some little physical moment in your life that happens. What? The infrastructure, the thoughts, the ideas, the sacrifices that have gone into creating a system where that can even exist. Like you said, Ray, coming out of an agrarian, feudal, <laughs> king-led set of societies of the day. It's pretty remarkable. And in today's technology-laden world, how easy it is to subvert it, how easy it is to corrupt it with the unlimited amounts of money and then the technology that does nothing but confuse people because what we decided not to educate the populace they're harder to control we yeah. can take their vote away more easily if they don't understand what's going on anymore they'll give us plenty of reasons to take their votes away so anyway not to get conspiracy theory i'm just saying when you don't educate yeah. people that's a likely outcome right <laughs> i just have to say mike i just have to say i don't know if we get are we allowed to say it don't i think forever we may say don't zuckerberg it okay right like when you have the world in, in the in your hands and you just throw it away with a nice insurrection because you just were so irresponsible with your power don't zuckerberg it every citizen is right now at risk of zuckerberging their vote ah uh, yeah we need last thing last point to be mindful before call of action is just to to see ourselves fellow citizens under our laws we need to see each other just simply as that, as fellow citizens under our laws. That's what we need to see in each other because we're the only ones we've got in this world. Uh, all the other, all the other systems are led by autocrats uh, and their bureaucratic handlers, or or it's the European Union, which is a completely different flavor of dysfunction than what we have. Um, that. Maybe we'll actually do an episode on that someday, but we're less concerned about the EU and more concerned about our republic. <laughs> oh, ready for calls to action? So um, it's it's not clear we can count on the current Congress to be able to prevent the backward slide into a republic from the good old days where only a few can vote and own property. Please do not allow your state representatives to steal your vote. We're going to put a link in the show notes to an article you can check out at history.com um, about how electoral college electors are chosen. I know electoral college sometimes gets a lot of focus, but I think what's more important is the mechanism by which you can lose your vote. <laughs> and so I think this article helps to illustrate that a little bit and just to cut a long story short, your state, your state legislature can submit a vote on your behalf without asking you. So check that out. I think it's really important. I'm glad you included this in, in the piece, um, especially because uh, the, the, the states are the, the incubators of democracy, folks. So it also means it's the incubators of evil if left alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's all kinds of flavors of these states out here. 
Next, um, we all need to be cognizant and vigilant to learn how to navigate any new processes for registering to vote, and then also casting your ballot. We are not yet in a utopia where everybody gets in a mail-in ballot. I, I need to look up how many states. I know there's only a handful of states that, like in Washington, I think, Washington or Oregon, you're automatically signed up to vote and mail the ballot as soon as you register to drive or get a, a driver's license, you know? So it's it's neat to see that there's some states experimenting with uh, making it easy to be a citizen and exercise your power. Um, not the case in most states, especially with the latest Supreme Court, who's opened everything back up to a free-for-all so states can go experiment on how to suppress you and keep you from voting all over again, just like after the Civil War. So make sure you do your part, learn what it takes right now to register, and make sure you're going to be able to vote. Uh, and I'm sorry, because for some of you, it's going to be very difficult, but it still makes it just as necessary or more necessary because it's under threat. We're going to give you a link to rockthevote.org. Should be a common, hopefully familiar resource for everybody to figure out how to vote where you live. It's it's voting regularly too. I know this is a big challenge. Like the midterms is coming up. So I think it makes sense for us to say, you know, get, please register now and vote in the upcoming election. The midterms are usually a time people take a break don't take a break on your rights. And bring, uh, well, I was going to say bring your neighbor, but honestly, consult your laws. <laughs> consult your laws before you try to do anything to help anybody else vote. Because I think in a lot of places that's starting to become illegal. And they'll probably put you away and take away your right to vote. So be careful how you vote, I guess. Craziness. Um, you know, just because of this whole topic, more than ever, it's it's important to turn out in high numbers. So, Ray, also to the point of showing up even in off cycles, you know, every election matters, every election counts. And if you do it, you show up every two years at least, at least every two years, you know, within 20 years, you'll build a habit. Haha, <laughs> just kidding. But seriously, just don't ever not do it and it will you know, it'll always, it'll be something that you do. You will be a voter. Don't not vote and don't make excuses. Like it doesn't count. That's not helpful. That never helped anyone in this country. So we got to turn out in high numbers. We need to be able to get people in Congress who are going to help us secure our rights to our vote. All of us, not just the wealthy. We <laughs> citizen do good citizens prerogative we'll be releasing a platform to help formalize the issues of paramount importance right now. It's in draft and it's going to be coming out soon as a mini series of podcast episodes. And we'll probably have an accompanying set of blog items um, to go with it. So stay tuned for that. Last call to actions, be mindful of Congress. I know I said they're not likely to do anything right now, but they're still in negotiations. They've got less than what a year. They've got a year left to get something done. Um, and they're still kicking around the idea of shoring up some aspects of our vote. So keep your tuners tuned to that and let's hope something good comes out of it. But regardless, I think we're going to have to stay vigilant because of the way the courts are leaning and everything else. There's going to be nothing but challenge after challenge after challenge. Status quo is no more. People are trying to win new ground against our liberties. I think that's going to do it. 
We have been your hosts. Thank you to Mr. Raymond Wong Jr. And thank you to Mr. Piscatelli. Uh, this truly has been, well, just for the people. Again, we, we've done it once again. We did not Zuckerberg this one. For the people. For the people. It's been something, that's for sure. For information on this and other episodes, head over to citizendogood.com and click on podcast. While you're there, head up the Contact Us page and leave us a comment. We'd love to hear from the community. Special thanks to you, our listeners. We save the best for last. You are the best. You have been for years. We thank you for your support. We know it's painful and we love you. Intro music sampled from OK Class by Ozzy Jock under Creative Commons license through freemusicarchive.org. Other music provided royalty-free through Fisley and Studios, Inc.